Hi, this is Jerome Gil Martin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to northeastern and central Pennsylvania. Welcome to the In the Father's Hands program with host Mary Kate Grady. Mary Kate's guest today is Father Joseph Martin Hagen, a priest in the eastern province of the Dominicans. The youngest of five children, he was born and raised in Pittsburgh. He received his undergraduate degree at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, where he studied music theory and philosophy. In 2012, he entered the novitiate of the Eastern Province of the Dominicans in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he was ordained a priest in May 2019, after which he served as parochial vicar in New York City for three years. Uh, and currently, Father Joseph serves, at, serves as associate chaplain at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. Mary-Kate? Thank you so much, Jerry, and it's good to be back with you all again. Month of August, um, a beautiful month of many, many feast days, especially the feast coming up of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, so it's a beautiful, beautiful month of feast. Um, and so we just invite you um, to enter into that, especially during this month of August. And before we get started with our program, I just want to mention real quick, um, please, of course, always pray for JMJ Catholic Radio and their ministry. Um, they, they do such good work here in the diocese and spreading um, the gospel message of Jesus Christ into our homes and um, in our cars and wherever we're at. We're just so grateful for them. So please pray for their mission. And also, if you're interested in volunteering for them or giving a donation, you can always give them a call at 570-287-4670 or write to them at JMJ Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 851, Pittston, Pennsylvania, 18640. And again, to call them, that's 570-287-4670. All right, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles, as we always do, to start our program with the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, verses 27, where the beautiful words we hear of Jesus, where he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And it's just so beautiful meditating on this reality that Jesus reminds us that we've always have been, and we are always in the Heavenly Father's hands. Uh, No matter what has happened to us or what will happen, whether people support us or they don't, we're always in our Heavenly Father's hands, and he's full of the utmost love for us that can carry us through our whole life. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this great promise. And we're really excited today to have Father Joseph Martin joining us today. Father, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you for having me, Mary-Kate. And Father, I always like to ask, kind of get going. I always read a verse from Scripture. I like to ask my guests um, if they would just share with us a favorite verse or passage of Scripture and why it's meaningful to you, Father. Whoa, man, there's so much there. Um, I, you know, one of the passages that I was just commenting on this morning was the Beatitudes. Uh, and obviously the Beatitudes are very, very, very rich. Uh, and all the sort of what Jesus Christ is telling us in the Beatitudes. But specifically because I, I see it as him revealing 
who he is. Uh, Jesus Christ himself is poor in spirit. He uh, mourns. He is meek. He hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Um, and this beautiful call to know his heart uh, and then to walk in the way of his heart. Uh, and that he wants to give us a joy and a happiness that is not of this world. Uh, and so it is a little bit difficult. At the same time, it's a joy and happiness that no one can take away from us. Yeah, so for me, I always put forward the Beatitudes, but there's a lot of scripture you can talk about if you like. <laughs> Absolutely, Father. And yeah, that's a that's beautiful. And it is so beautiful how Jesus aligns himself with us so much. You know, all the yeah. suffering in his life, any suffering that we we have, um, he's experienced, you know, or um, just the things that he asks of us, he himself goes before and has already done. So um, never asking something of us that he's he hasn't already done or is not willing to do with us. Amen. No. Amen. So thank you for sharing that, Father. And I, I um, like to always ask my guests as well, um, you know, this kind of looks different for everyone, but how would you say, Father, in your life, maybe give us some examples or share with us a little bit about how you felt the Heavenly Father has uh, held you in his hands and guided you in your life? Mm. Again, there's a lot of things we could talk about, uh, but I think one place to begin at least, or a place to begin, would be the sacrament of confession. Um, first and foremost, for me, going to confession, uh, especially, I went off and on as a, as a you know, high school student, um, probably a little bit more off and on, but nothing that crazy. Uh, but it was in college when I started going um, essentially like once a week or when necessary, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just that experience again and again and again of God's mercy uh, and him showing that even when I run away from his hands, his hands are still big enough, but also gentle and strong enough uh, to, to bring me back to himself. And even in some ways back to myself, back to the truth of who I am as his beloved child. Um, and what, prompted, more what, prompted you, what prompted you, Father, to be going to confession more often, if you don't mind sharing that? Yeah, no, no, this is good. Um, yeah, it was, I spent a summer, right before college, I spent a summer uh, in the, like, sort of tougher neighborhoods of Pittsburgh, uh, helping, like, a summer camp for kids. And it was, it was a Catholic summer camp. Um, and... It was just such a joyful experience, uh, and I had uh, just—I had never really had good Catholic fellowship. I didn't even know that Catholic fellowship was a thing to have, and so I was just used to like you know the sort of like emotional availabilities of um, what you could get in high school, and so to have like really good, joyful Catholic friends. In, in some ways, it shone a light into my heart, and very easily I could see, whoa, I got some darkness in here, right? Like, there's yeah. there's actual joy, actual happiness, and then that made the things that were false joys and false happiness come to light, but in a way that was, um, like, peaceful, like, still kind of, like, you know, pricking, like, prick my heart, but, like, in a way that uh, I didn't feel like 
terrible or ashamed. Just like, okay, no, this is. I didn't know that that was a stain before. I saw everyone had to live with that. You know, I thought that was what everyone did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to experience what, at least a little taste of the joy that Jesus can give, um, really opened me to uh, wanting to be reconciled with the Father and, and believing that He has better joy uh, and deeper happiness to offer to me. Um, it also sort of helped me, like, like okay, like, do I actually want to go back to those old false happinesses and false joys? And, and you know, having one decision in my head and my heart, and then I was still choosing. I was like, oh, man, I know this doesn't make me happy. I'm still doing it now. Mm-hmm. And so that can go to confession, too. It's like, uh, right, like, uh, I could get it into my head and a little bit into my heart, but not always, you know, in my choices all the time, you know? Um, yeah. And that sort of kept me close to confession as well. Um, and plus, too, just the experience of many good priests, many of whom I don't even know their names, you know, like just like the anonymous but good holy priest behind the screen. Um, and just learning more and more. There's a beautiful quote from John Paul II from World Youth Day in Toronto. I think it was back in 2000, 2002. Somewhere around there, he said, uh, "We are not the sum of our failures and weaknesses; we are the sum of the Father's love for us." Um, and, and that's a powerful, powerful truth. Absolutely. And for me, yeah. it was in confession. Um, it's one thing to hear my whole life, "Oh, God loves you, God loves you," which is absolutely true. But in in the certain contexts it doesn't really have an impact when i sort of open my heart to the priest in the confession and just give all the reasons why god should give up on me uh again then when you hear the father loves you uh for me that 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 was very uh healing uh and also like convicting it's like okay this must be true Um, Yeah. yeah Uh, from there, I uh, I did a year of ministry with Net Ministries out in Ireland. Uh, which oh, basically in Ireland! Like we, wow, Father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and basically, <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love. I know it. a lot of people have done Net, but I didn't know. I've never heard of it overseas. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a whole story. But uh, just focus on confession for now. Like, uh, we would offer, we would have prayer time at the end of retreat, and with prayer time, we would. Uh, offer confession, uh, you know, just for volunteers, mm-hmm. and um, and just now watching others go to confession, in a particular way, people that you know you're working with, and seeing the before and after of what before they go in, we even like at the beginning, like you know, the ones who cause not all the time, but like sometimes like the troublemakers or at least like the class clowns. Right. Uh, the right. ones, when, especially if you have like an all boys school and you have some sort of like chastity session, right? Like there's going to be yeah. at least one boy who wants to make a joke, right? That's like, yeah. they're high school yeah. kids. That's understandable. Uh, it's not cruel or mean, but it is just really immature. Uh, you got to work with it. But then when you see him go to confession and come back and you can sort of see, uh, you can just read his body language that he has encountered the God who loves him. Uh, that started a new part of my life where I was like, whoa, like, 
like I love going to confession, but now I'm seeing that like one of the most important things I can do is to help others get to mm-hmm. confession. Mm-hmm. In in a way, like what what more could I do with my life, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's when uh, the idea of priesthood had always sort of been on the back burner. Um, or some, at least in the refrigerator or the deep freezer sometimes. <laughs> um, but that seeing the before and after of what priests, at least good priests in the confession can do, uh, that really sparked uh, the vocation in me in many ways. Uh, and, and that spark has um, just grown and grown and grown. And, uh, so I would say, to put it simply, we can unpack as much as you like. But the experience now as a priest, both going to confession, those things are still true, right? Uh, in right. some ways, I go to confession more now because like, um, because I'm so much more aware of all the goodness Jesus has for me and all the ways I'm still dragging my feet. At the same yeah. time, like hearing the confessions of others um, is just one of the most, uh, it's one of the most joyful parts of my life. And, and I, it's tough to explain, but like God wants to sometimes you only learn something we have to teach someone you know yes and yeah. god is teaching me just how much he loves and just how big his hands are you, you know by having now not only to receive it but now also to um to proclaim to others that uh whatever is in the past like god has your present right now like you are in his hands and again, saying that not just in the homily when people are kind of paying attention, but, which is still good, the homilies are still important, but saying it in the confessional when they've, again, just shared something that they probably don't talk to many, if any, people in their lives about. And right. So sometimes yeah. think that they've been carrying. Sometimes it's just like, you know, that memory of that thing that happened back then. Uh, and just being able to now to be, as St. Paul would say, an ambassador uh, of Christ's mercy. Or what do you think about the prodigal son being one of the servants that comes out with the robe and the ring and the shoe and the sandals and, and clothes of the father's child again? Um, yeah, so yeah, both, that's beautiful. Yeah, so both going to confession and now... Uh, hearing confessions is a powerful way that God has revealed uh, the depths of his mercy to me. You know, it's something, Father, I, I've, I think about this a lot because I think um, some people, it's beautiful that you're sharing about confession because I think a lot of people um, don't understand confession. And if they understood yeah. it, I think yeah. they would love to go. And I think yeah. they would receive yeah. such healing. But I think sometimes when people think of the concept of mercy, it's hard to think that you need mercy if you're not sure that you'll be loved when you admit that you've made a mistake. Amen. You know, and so I, that's, that's something yeah. about, and if you could just maybe speak to that for a minute. About oh, yeah. Mercy yeah, being yeah. something that's full of love and not like in any sense condemnation or making you less yeah. lovable. Amen. Amen. The way I would put it is that beautiful passage, I think it's the end of Matthew 11. Uh, the famous one, when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are labor, labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, and, and there's more, but like, that like, he's basically saying, come to me, and I will give you rest. 
Uh, and that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. And it's true, obviously. And we like that. However, I think there's a part of us from original sin that, and just our own experience, we still have a Genesis 3 mindset. Right? So they have Adam and Eve just sinned. Uh, and they hear God coming. They don't hear that voice saying, come to me and I will give you rest. Rather, they say, where's the closest shrubs and trees we can hide behind? Like, he's coming to judge us. He's going to destroy us, right? And that's even like in the Gospels when Jesus is casting out demons. And the demons say, like, why have you come? Have you come to destroy us, right? Uh, and I think that... I mean, that's how, like, that's how scripture uh, expresses how the demons see God. And I think in many ways, like, we can sometimes err on that side of, like, oh, no, God is coming close to me. He is going to destroy me or he's going to shame me or right. this or that. And, and that's just called a lie slash a temptation from hell. Right. And Jesus came to really clarify <laughs> in no uncertain terms. Come to me, I want to give you rest. Mm, yeah. uh, and that that's a battle when I hear Jesus drawing near and when I can feel him saying, Come to me too, come to me. Do I have that response of like, no, 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 you're going to destroy me? Or do I have that faith and that trust in the love of God that he wants me to draw near? so that he can give me rest. Um, and again, it's one thing uh, when we're in the light to like say, okay, well, obviously, I want to be on Jesus' side. Sure. But yeah. man, like in those moments, sometimes mm-hmm. the after the moment, right? You know, like big old doozy of a sin and it's like just terrible shame. And I'm just yeah. like, my heart is so vulnerable to all the lies and just rubbish of the enemy. Uh, and it's just like, it just seems safer right now uh, to go for the temptation of not getting too close to God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that just takes, whoa, fortitude, like a really courageous heart, a really resilient heart to say, no, 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 I still trust the promises of Jesus Christ, that he wants me to draw near that he can give me rest right and mm-hmm. i think that that's the big one and I, I can feel it myself when i'm like uh for us because i live in a house of priests i'm walking down the hallway seeing which priests are available in their offices and part of me still thinking no 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 no, not today let's just do it tomorrow do it next week right. it's not a big deal like he's he is coming to destroy me right, right. uh hopefully i never actually say that but like you know that is like the whispering temptation uh, yeah, rather than yeah. really believing that even if the priest were to be mean to me, hopefully he's not, even if the priest would be mean to me, Jesus himself wants to give me rest. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, thank you. No, that's beautiful, Father. Thank you for sharing. I think it's so needed now. I think there's such fear that's connected with confession, and it's actually like this healing bomb medicine you yeah, know amen. i work at a hospital and there's like certain medications or things and people get nervous and you're like no no this is what you need you know like this is going to be yeah. good for you but it's you know it's it's hard to convince the heart of things sometimes you know um he, here's I, a couple oh, go, yeah, go ahead no no you go ahead. two two little motivations for that um yeah. 
one thing I've heard, and obviously you know medicine much more than I do, but I've heard uh, some sort of t- statistic. But when people are given medication to take for themselves, when they have to administer the medication to themselves, um, the like the actual execution is rather like sadly low. Whereas <laughs> that's someone, completely true. That's so when true. someone has to give, especially when like a wife has to give medication to her husband, you yeah. better believe he's going to get it on time all the time. Right? <laughs> and so sometimes I would say like one of the things that struck me as a priest, now that I'm responsible for people, uh, I go to confession more because I know that Jesus, that the, the enemy is not just trying to sink my battleship. The enemy knows that if he can get a priest to end up in the newspapers or like this or that, like, oh, man, he can take out, you know, 50, 200, 1,000 people. Like he can, like, impact, right? right? And I think for all of us, as we grow and we have more people who, who we are kind of responsible for, whether in the family, in the workplace, uh, to understand that, like, um, even if I don't want to do it for myself, do it for the others because – with all of those sins, all those temptations, the enemy is checking the locks and just seeing how can I get in and just start messing around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like, I am going to be a miserable priest to others if I'm not staying up with the confession. Sure. Uh, the second yeah. thing, too, um, oh, it's also just really good for the priest himself. Uh, this is not the main reason to go to confession. Like, go to confession because you're sorry for your sins. But there's this big. Uh, one of the common elements among happy priests is they get to hear a lot of confessions. Um, mm, and yeah. it's just one of the, um, one of the best ways to have a happy church <laughs> is yeah, when people yeah. go to confession, not just because sin goes away, but because like, as a, I can tell you so many times when I'm hearing confession as a priest, I am just convicted of how much I need to keep growing as a priest but also just so deeply humbled and honored to be able to proclaim the mercy of God. And so please just don't go to confession just to out pity for the priest, but know that when you do go to confession, like you are little by little uh, helping to strengthen priests as priests. Uh, It's in those parishes that people go to confession that you're going to have good priests. If you don't, the parishes that people don't go to confession, the priest can stop remembering who he is. And so uh, we love, uh, we don't want to be on the bench. We want to be on the, we want to be playing the game. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you know what, uh, Father, we're, our, our time's actually winding down here. It, it flew by so quickly, but if you wouldn't <laughs> mind me just, just picking your brain here for a second. Please, um, please, you are please. a Dominican and, I'm, and I yeah, have a feeling yeah. that you probably have read a lot of books um, what, what, I, I'm just making this assumption, you know, <laughs> but is there any like really good spiritual book that you'd recommend to any Catholic, that any Catholic could read that you would recommend? Just in general or about confession? Just, just in general. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, well, first I I know it's the, like you just keep reading scripture. Okay. Like keep reading scripture. Um, especially like, especially for this conversation, Luke chapter 15. Okay. Uh, passage just half that I get remember as a prodigal son plus the lost mm-hmm. coin the lost sheep and I know we know it but we have to memorize it we have to get that into our bones yeah. uh, and I would also yeah. put Psalm 103 uh, about the father's mercy for us he knows what we're made and he is merciful um, 
uh, there's probably there's a lot more other things too. Uh, the uh, the whole other another category of books I would highly recommend uh, any book by Father Jacques Philippe. Uh, okay. He he has such a grace given to him. Um, I'll put it this way: I um, can be very z- overly zealous in giving book recommendations to people, and they're very polite and say, "Oh, Father, that's a nice book." But when I finally started getting into Jacques Philippe books to others, they're like, "Whoa, that book actually helps me." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's good to know." So I love <laughs> yeah, yeah. Father Jacques Philippe. Um, okay. And, and specifically, his book, for me at least, "Interior Freedom," uh, has just been very healing and very helpful and just very true. So yeah. uh, I recommend okay. that book, and I've never heard anyone have a bad reaction to it. So like. If you okay. have someone in your life that's a fallen away Catholic, right? Uh, most people want to be free, especially Americans. Sure, uh, yeah. That book, it, it's really good, and it's chock full of scripture and Saint Therese. So it's like, mm. what more could you that's want? It's a great so, combination. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Saint Paul and Saint Therese are a power. You know, like you get those two together, and you got some. Yeah, you got yeah. some power. So, Father, we're winding down here, but real quick, if anybody was to swing by Catholic University, would you be able to tell them where they could find you if they were looking to go to confession? Oh, yes. So, basically, um, I'm at Catholic University. I live in the house study, the Dominican house studies, right across the street. Um, but that's basically, if, you, if people know where the big shrine is, like that okay. huge church in Washington, D.C., that's exactly If you see someone wearing long white robes, who's a little bit on the tall side and whose hair is red, although it's now kind of gained reddish, turning to like a, a, a brown, you know, that's <laughs> me. So say hi. Uh, but also too, there's so many good priests around there. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, there's, there's like, you, if you throw a stone, you hit three priests uh, and Wonderful. hopefully at least one good confessor. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So and Father, could you, could, yeah. you, uh, could you close out with a blessing for us? Sure. Heavenly Father, look upon your beloved children with love. Please pour forth your blessing upon them. They may know the height, depth, length, and breadth of your love. They may know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge and be filled with all the fullness of God. And through the intercession of Mary and Joseph, St. Dominic, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Therese, the child Jesus, and the Holy Face, may God bless you and keep you all. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for joining us, and God bless all of you, and we'll be with you again soon. Bye-bye now.